Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. This is Second um, Timothy chapter 2, beginning in verse 15. He says, But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. I, you know, I read something like that, and I wish I could shut off the comment section on Facebook or something. Uh, everybody feels like they got to make a comment on anything. They feel like they got to correct everybody's thinking, and 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 the more the comments go, the longer the comments run. The just the more ignorant and everything it becomes. It becomes a, a vain and babbling and everything. But a lot of things we need to go about and uh, and, uh, and we need to uh, uh, stay away from them we want to we want to rely upon the truths of the word of god and all the nonsense that everybody else is talking about there's some things it's not even worth the the effort but he says but shun profane and vain babblings for they will increase unto more ungodliness and and their words will eat as doth a canker you know it's um it's like a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump you know you little you let a little error in and it can cause a whole lot of problems it can cause a lot of damage it can ruin people's faith it says in their words will eat as it doth a canker of whom is hymenius and philetus hymenius is mentioned often first timothy as well evidently having a problem with this guy but he mentions two guys here uh, is hymenius and philetus that uh, you know these guys were evidently honored within the church they they were seen as being leaders they must have been smart guys they were viewed as being uh, those that have authority and they were teachers and so these would have been respected people within the church they this was their teachers this were their leaders this this was the ones who had the authority and so these would have been these men would have been honored within this congregation it says and their words will eat as doth a canker, of whom is Hymenaeus and Philetus, who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already, and overthrow the faith of some. Ah, they're, they're, they've made some kind of conclusion here, these two guys that he makes mention of, that somehow the resurrection has already happened. Now, I don't know how they came to that conclusion. Sounds kind of crazy. But somehow in their studies and in their teaching and everything, they have concluded that the resurrection has happened. Some people want to associate this with Gnosticism. I don't know if it is or not. That's not, you know, I don't know. But the point is, is, um, you know, guys that are deep thinkers, I mean, some of these, some people who are smart, I mean, super intelligent, God bless them for it, but it can get messed up. And I can tell you how it gets messed up is if, is if there's no humility. I mean, they can be sincere. They can be as, you know, sincere as they can be. But the problem with a deep thinker is that when they are wrong, they are deeply wrong. And the problem comes is when there is error in their thinking and they're too prideful to recognize it and and to and to see it uh, most of the time when someone teaches something or they've landed on something uh, some kind of belief or whatever and they teach it and and uh, preach it they feel some obligation to come back later and continue to, to defend it and uh, they get locked into some kind of a you know a trap and and the trap has to do with the you 
there's there's pride enters into it. You've got to be able to humble yourself uh, to come before the Word of God. You don't come to it thinking you know all the answers. This day and time, people do a, a five-minute Google search, and all of a sudden they're experts on everything. It's the craziest thing. But um, these guys, there's error in their thinking, and they refuse to acknowledge that there's errors in their thinking. Uh, they are throwing the, peop- the faith of people off. And he says this, Nevertheless, verse 19, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his. And let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Man, can you repent? Let me ask you something. Can you repent? Uh, I tell you what, it's, it's something you don't see very often anymore. It's been so long since I've seen true repentance um, from anyone that, uh, man, I almost forgot what it looks like. But the truth is, is that the repentance ought to be like a way of, of life. You know, we live with some sense of conviction and everything. We live with some sense of humility. We, we approach the Word of God in a, in a fear of uh, God with, with in humbleness, humble ourselves before the Lord. And uh, whenever that happens, uh, you know, we, we approach things and, we, and, and every one of us are capable of errors. Every one of us makes errors. You know, there's not anyone here who's perfect in their theology or anything like that. But we have to get to that place to where we can, we can repent. And so we have to shun these things. Uh, we, we let everyone name with the name of the Christ depart from his iniquity. Because we want to be used of God, you know, we don't want to be accused of derailing people's faith and and things like that. We want to we want to be used of God. Verse twenty. This is one that gets me. He says, "But in the great house, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some of honor, and some of dishonor." Let me tell you how I read that uh, right there. Uh, we want to be an instrument of honor. Amen? We want to be an instrument of honor. We want to be used of God. Well, let me tell you something. A lot of people will look at this and they'll think, well, the gold and silver is the honorable is the honorable um, instruments that he's talking about here. Uh, the, the honorable vessels that he's talking about here. Well, yeah, in this life, in this world, you look at the gold and the silver, and man, you'd only bring that out on special occasions kind of a thing. But think about this. It's the wood and the earth instruments. Those are the ones that get used daily. Those are the ones that are, um, that, 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 that's being used. You see what I'm saying? It's the, the daily things. And so a lot of people would look at the the vessels that are made of wood and earth or wood and clay and they would say well that's the that's the instruments of dishonor. Well yeah, maybe as as the way the world looks at things, but the way you got to remember that the way that God looks at things is completely different than the way that uh, that man looks at things. You know, um, let me read a couple of verses here to you. This one's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Let me read that. You stay right where you're at. You can look these up later if you want to. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 23 says this. In those members of the body which ye think are less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. Amen. It's, it's, it's that idea that the least is the greatest. 
the greatest in heaven is not what we think of as being the greatest in, on earth. You know, Jesus did not come to be served, but Jesus came to serve. And so in the kingdom of heaven, it's just backwards from what it is on earth. Uh, the least is going to be greatest in the kingdom of God. And let me read this first to you. This is out of Luke. Luke chapter 16, verse 10 says this. He that is faithful in that which is least is he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much, and he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. And so what God looks at is that if you've been faithful with the little things in this earth, in this life, well your reward is going to be much. He's going to trust you with more uh, later. And so if you want to be in a position of honor, you know, uh, you don't want to be the vessels of gold and silver in this life. You want to be the vessel of wood and earth because the, the vessels of wood and earth are the honored vessels in heaven. <laughs> are, are you following me? And so when it comes to serving the Lord, I want to be that. I want to be that those ones that are being daily used. I want to be the, the, the wood and the earth and vessels rather than the gold and, and the silver vessels. You got to think to yourself, you cannot serve both God and mammon. You, you've heard that? You'll either love the one and hate the other, hate the one and love the other, but you cannot serve both God and mammon. And so if you set your sights on the gold and silver in this life, you're going to miss it. The sacrifices you make now pay dividends later. And I'm talking about in, in heaven. And so you got to keep that in mind when you see this. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some of dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself of these, verse 21, he shall be a vessel of honor sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work <laughs> i love that kind of stuff uh, the idea is is that uh, um you know god god if, if if you want your rewards now well then this is all the reward you're going to get but where it really pays off, this is where you're storing up for yourselves treasures in heaven kind of a thing. Um, if you purge yourself of these things, you know, the pride and the, and the, um, he mentions a whole lot of stuff here later about youthful lust and all these kind of things. But if you shun these things like profane and vain babblings and all that kind of thing and, uh, and be humble enough and, and, uh, and give up on your pride and and all of these kind of things. If you can if you can purge yourself of these things, those things that he's warning us about, you will be a, a vessel of honor. You know, you will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. You know, I don't know. Here's 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 my uh, my thought for the new year. 2020 and I know a lot of pastors you know get up this time of year and they'll be preaching their visions for the new year and they start claiming all kinds of promises you know this is going to be a prosperous year prosperity and victory and 
and whatever else you know they come up with they they look at things like that and they try to get some kind of a pod this is going to be the year of the double blessing or the double portion or whatever you know you've heard you've heard the routine here's what i'm praying i'm praying that this is the year that the church humbles that the church humbles itself that christians humble themselves seek god's face turn from their wicked ways turn and repent of their sins shun all these profane and babblings and nonsense that the people do and and just serve god serve god and um and 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 if you want to become a a vessel of honor you know then serve humble yourself and to take the lower position and uh, God will honor that. I'm I am confident that God's going to to honor that. Lord Jesus, we love you. We thank you uh, for uh, being used by you. Open up our eyes, our ears, our hearts, our minds. Reveal truth to us as only you can. Uh, Lord, where there's error open our eyes and everything to that and may we not be so prideful that we hang on to all of our errors but open up our eyes to truth and may we serve you in humility and truth being used by God being used by you uh, Lord we bless you and we just pray your blessings upon this year but here's our prayer here's my prayer uh, Lord is just uh, help us make us to be a vessel of honor, Lord, in your service. That's what we want. That's our desire for this new year, to be a vessel used in your service. And we pray believing in the name of Jesus. Amen.